Hey, welcome along to our special story episode four. Yay! I am Josh. I am Amberly. And we are the Clinks. And so this uh, episode, we have some real cool stuff for you. We're going to continue with our core value segment. Um, and we've also got Rain, our seven-year-old daughter, in for a bit of an interview. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to chat a little bit about the early days of what it was like first off for us with Elijah, right, you know, sort of when he was one, two, early on. Yeah. And um, a few of those stories. Just before you start, though, Josh, mm. it's just something that... I need to do. Mm -hmm. Now, last week we made a bit of a bet, and this bet was well, on. Yeah, this bet was on <laughs> whether those spinny things were called merry-go-rounds uh -huh. or roundabouts. Yes, and we have found that they are called both. Well, <laughs> if you go, if you're listening right now, and you go to our um, Facebook page mm. and you see the comments underneath that podcast, you can follow the research I've done. And what I've come to the conclusion of is that the, the technical name for them is actually called roundabout. <laughs> the technical name. <laughs> the technical name. It's a flipping roundabout, all right? <laughs> so I win. I win. Most people said that it's not a merry-go-round. And when I looked into it, I looked into shops selling it. They called it a roundabout. And if they did not... Do you know well, what? If though, they called it a merry-go-round, most that people would be used false to believe. Most people used to believe the Earth was flat. Does that mean it was flat? I won ten dollars. <laughs> Done. So that's okay. You can all chill out. I, I'll give it to you. Cool. I never would have thought roundabout. I've never actually heard it called a roundabout. Yeah. That's a thing on a road. The funny thing is, that I never have either. But somehow <laughs> I'm winning this. <laughs> but. Hey, do you know what? In our research with this. <laughs> no, we really don't. Let's move on. We're running out of no, time. <laughs> no, but <laughs> in our research, interesting fun yeah. fact for, for no reason whatsoever. Merry go. Do you know what the difference between merry-go-rounds merry and carousels is? Oh, yes. You're telling me this. Remind me. It's kind of cool. Well, nerdy cool. But like... Uh, the difference is that they turn different ways. Merry-go-round, I think, right. goes clockwise because it's from the UK and from Europe, that type of thing. <laughs> You're looking at me like this does not matter whatsoever. <laughs> but carousels mm -hmm. are from America and they obviously, being in America, they do everything opposite to England and UK and all that. They go counterclockwise. So that's the difference. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I still win 10 bucks. Okay. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ams, one of the things that um, we did this week was we put you, – you put a blog out, an open letter yes. on Facebook, on our Patreon site, um, for f written to – an open letter on behalf of special needs parents to friends and family. Yeah, that's right. Real cool letter, and I if you haven't read it yet and you're listening to this, definitely check that out on our Facebook page or on our Patreon um, wall. Mm -hmm. Check it out. It's well worth the read. But something that raises a question that I think a lot of people who aren't special needs families face is what what is it that makes the early days – that that particular open letter was a lot to do with the early days of yeah. where we're at. Yeah. We're definitely not there anymore, but – 
<clears throat> you know, when Elijah was one, two, three years old, that, that type of age, really tough. And I know for a lot of other special needs, parents of special needs kids, uh, it's real tough in those early days. Yeah. What do you think it is that makes it that, t- that so tough in yeah. the early days? Like, um, let's, you know, let's help people understand what is it that really rocks the boat at that time? Yeah, definitely. I think probably like the, well, for me, the number one thing is the shock of the situation. Mm. So all of a sudden overnight, you're like, like whether, whether you've had your diagnosis of your child at birth or whether you've had that, you know, when they're three or two. Yeah. Overnight your life changes. As soon as you are given a diagnosis or, you know, just information about your child that does not look like what you thought your mm. child's life is going to look like, then all of a sudden it just feels like your whole world crumbles. Totally. And in that moment, like, especially for, like, I'm just thinking about our own situation with Elijah, how much negative stuff was spoken, how much we had. Like within three weeks, every, nearly every day we were being told something new about him, something mm that um, he's not going to be able to do this and he has this and he's got this wrong and this wrong and all these things in this tiny little baby's body yeah. that they're telling us and it just completely shatters your whole world. Like there's yeah. so much and, you know, and then you move on from that, you go stage to stage and there's so much grieving involved, you know, like yeah. you're grieving your your thought of what it would be like and you're grieving, um, for me, breastfeeding, I was grieving all these things that I couldn't do and then all these stages and ages with Elijah of things that um, he couldn't do, like yeah. to, uh, talking and, he, like, hearing me and, you know, the, yeah. the day is tracky went in, the pain of not hearing his voice anymore. I have one video that's right. of him crying and it's the first time and only time that I've ever heard his voice and, like, yeah. you know, I just remember having – just so many days over the years of just, and I even now today, it's still painful, but mm. it does get easier. But just that pain and those things that you should have with your child, and they're just gone, yeah. taken instantly gone. Yeah. yeah, and so for me, that's the biggest thing. So the mm. emotional um, thing that you're dealing with as a parent inside yeah. is massive, yeah. huge. Yeah, and as we all know, like trying to do any little thing when you're in that state of being overwhelmed is yeah. just so hard so yeah. tough whether it's you know putting petrol in the car buying groceries preparing dinner whatever you're trying to do to yeah. think of anything outside of your own emotional state is like you know trying to climb mount everest it's just yeah. such a tough ask yeah <clears throat> and so i guess for me when you know a, a real big deal for me was the fact that I knew we were having, we knew we were having a son. We didn't know there would be any complications when he was born. Mm. So we were expecting a perfectly healthy little boy. And, you know, when he comes out and everything's different all of a sudden, everything's changed, and we're suddenly slapped with this completely unexpected reality yeah. and thrown into the fire of it. On top of that, you're also going, for me, I was also dealing with the fact that all these dreams I had for my son are gone. Yeah. I wanted him to be in a rugby team. I wanted to play cricket with him. I wanted to, 
I, you know, I wanted to play outside. I want to play ball. I wanted to teach him things. I wanted to teach him the different sports that I love. I wanted to watch sport with him. Mm. Um, I wanted to, um, you know, I, I was dreaming about the day he would have his first girlfriend, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And all of a sudden, totally gone. Yeah. In an instant. And all those dreams you have to, like it takes a long time for one dream to die, but every single one of those dreams, it's painfully taken to death. Yeah. And like, and then you're trying to deal with that while coping with like the pressures of just looking after this kid, finding your feet of going, yeah, okay, there's, I have to feed my kid through a tube. Yeah. Mm. I have to suction him with a machine that sounds like a lawnmower. Yeah. I have to literally yeah. most of the night. Like Yeah, through every all, through half the night. an hour, yeah. I have to like at that stage he was vomiting after every single feed. Yeah. So um oh it was just ridiculous. It was intense. Yeah. Yeah. And we were so young. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And chucked into that. How old were we when we had him? I was twenty three, so you must have been I was twenty four then. Yeah. 24, 25, something like that. Yep. Yeah. And so I guess it's it's real tough for a whole bunch of different reasons, but the situation in and of, of itself, you know, just there's a lot of work in taking care of a special needs kid. Yeah. Even now when emotionally we're healthy and we're, we're happy and we're doing well, it's still like it's busy. It's a busy life. Yeah. So you've got that full-on, you're cast into this busy life, this mm. full-on routine straight away yeah. that you're trying to find your feet on. And you, like, there's no time. Life doesn't wait for you. Yeah. You just have to do it. But at the same time, inside, you are just absolutely broken. Yeah. Shattered. And so, um, yeah, so you're trying to keep up with life. Yeah. And deal with all this pain inside. Mm. And, you know, pain from uh, present reality, but also pain about future dreams dying. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's just there's so many aspects that are hurting and causing pain through those early years. Yeah. So going back then to the letter that you wrote, which yeah. we talked about just before, uh, the open letter on our Facebook page, being in a really tough spot in the early years, what's what was it that changed? Yeah. Because obviously yeah. you're not in the same place now. So what's different? How, yeah. did, how, did, how did you get out of it? Yeah. Well, I think for me... Because the the situation is still crazy. Hmm. Like there's still the, you know, there's been a lot of things Elijah's done that we didn't think he would be able to do, or you know, that we were told he wouldn't be able to do. So, yeah. so you know, you've had the you had these shattered dreams, but then there's been these amazing things as well that hmm. we're like, whoa, he's doing that and he's done that. Well, they said he couldn't do. Yeah. So there's been that which has restored bits of hope along the way, and mm-hmm. like the moment you see, like I remember. When he finally walked when he was four, it was just like this hope of like, oh, my gosh, he actually can, you know, when we were mm. being told he couldn't, he wouldn't and things like that. And um, so I think, you know, those little bits of hope along the way where you see your kid just do amazing things definitely yeah. help. But then also it's that really is that inner world that for me of like, you know, where it's still chaos. It's crazy. Like, and we've got yeah. four kids now, so it's like <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. absolutely crazy yeah. in our home. But it's awesome. Mm. But um, 
there's still the sleepless nights. There's still the same, like, I still worry about the future. I'm still yeah. thinking about the fact that he's going to be flipping 30 years old, sitting at my side <laughs> every flipping night watching TV with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in this for the long run, you know, and I yeah. want to be. But there's still those things with that where it's yeah. like, you know, you think about the things that you want to do and you yes. go, oh, okay, but Elijah's going to be there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so, but for me, it's been winning that battle on the inside, you know, mm. like a huge, I went through major, major anxiety, mm. um, massive right. anxiety. Yeah. And um, it really was at that point in my life where I had to actually allow my heart to speak out, mm-hmm. speak out the fear, speak out the um, the real deep pain within the things that I felt that I hadn't actually really voiced out, you know, because of mm. a lot of it, you do some of it, you're just ashamed to say. Yeah, there's things that you think and feel, and you just don't want to talk about it, and yeah. it's it's embarrassing that you'd even think those things. Mm. And so I had to get to the point where I could actually do that to allow my heart to actually feel free from those things. Mm. And it's like winning, like this, it's like inner peace, you know. And finding an inner peace inside of yourself. Yeah. And a huge part of it for me has been that. And like, yeah, it sounds weird that anxiety helped me do that. But it really did because it got to a point in my life where it was like I wasn't coping and I had yeah. to do something. But I had it forced to... you to focus on your emotional health. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. And forced you to stop and yeah, take a look at things. It and, did. Yeah. And a massive thing I learned through that, and I reckon this is key for um for things to improve as well as looking after yourself. Yeah. Like for you, know, you become a nurse, an advocate, a teacher. You become all these things to your parent, to your child yeah. that, you know, with Rain, we send her off to school and we just know she's going to be taught. Obviously there's things we do at home, but there's not the same worry and we're not holding it on our shoulders like we are with Elijah. Yeah. So just um, learning that... You know, yeah, I might be all those things for him, but I am still Amberly and I am still that fun, loving, awesome chick yeah. <laughs> that I've always been. And I have to yeah. remember that I have to be me. I have to be true to me. I've got yeah. my own dreams. I've got my own things. And it took me a long, it took me eight years to realize this, you know. Yeah. But just, and this goes for any parent, but just putting yourself first, remembering, yeah, you know, like remembering there's certain things that, I love to do and I want to do and yeah. hobbies and stuff and being able to do that. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. A key that I've realized that I think you've, you've realized the same thing with what you're talking about is the, is, is how important it is for us to continually invest into our own personal inner growth. Yeah. Always like whether it's taking on a new hobby or studying something online, even, you know, just investing into our own, personal yeah. growth in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And that can be a skill, that can be emotionally, that can be spiritually, um, anything. Yeah. It's just, it's so important that we, it's a part of our makeup, I think, as humans, that we need to be growing. Yeah. If we're not growing, then we're dying. Yes, yeah, so true. And so, yeah, and, and that I, th- I feel like that's what anxiety triggered in you was a point where you're at rock bottom and you're like, I have to I have to do something about this. I have to look mm. at my internal state and I have to figure out what went wrong, why it went wrong and and don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and and now you've you've been growing. 
yeah, you're investing right. into yourself. And I know when I'm investing into myself, when I'm learning something new and when I'm um, growing in, in, in something, I just feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, yeah, mate. It's cool. Very cool. One thing we've really wanted to do with our special story is include Elijah's sisters in on it. And so uh, today we have the awesome pleasure of having my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, Rain, in. And she's going to join us in the podcast. Say hi, Rain. Hi. So it's awesome to have you along, baby. It's great (laughs) to have you in for this. And I'm going to ask you some questions about your connection with Elijah. Yeah. So tell me. What's something that you feel like you've learnt from being Elijah's sister? Um, I've learnt when I become when Elijah's stress, he, if I become, he would become a little too. Because if I yell yeah. at him, mm-hmm. he would get a little more, stre- um, a little more angrier. Yeah, cool. And I've learnt to not be selfish with Elijah. Oh, you've learned to not be selfish. Yeah. What does that look like? So is that because you've had to learn to think about him? Yeah. So you think about, what things do you have to think about with Elijah? Well, I have to think of what he needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do, eh? Yeah. And you have to think about how to keep him safe sometimes, don't you? Yeah. Like when he's outside playing and what he can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes there are ponds, deep ponds. Yeah, and you can't go near water. Mm. It's sad for him because he likes it. He does, doesn't he? He loves water. Mm. So um, with Elijah, what things do you love to do? Um, I like to have hugs with him. Mm-hmm. And I like to read stories with him. Yeah. And uh, I like having play fights with him. Yeah, you do, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You love your play fights, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do when uh, your friends come round and they come to our house for the first time and they see Elijah and they don't, they've never seen uh, a kid like Elijah before with special needs? Uh, what do you do when they are a little bit scared or they don't know how to relate to Elijah? I would show them what to do, like I'll be a role model Mm. and I would introduce them to Elijah. Yeah, cool. That's very nice. So have you ever been in a position where you have had to stick up for Elijah when another kid has been maybe a little bit mean to him or doesn't understand him? Once a kid we know... Mm -hmm. Um, hit him once. Okay. Because they thought that he looked a little scary. Okay, so they were scared of him. Mm. So what did you do? Um, I ran and got mum, mm-hmm. and then mum showed the kid that we know um what to do. Oh, that's cool. Good on you, babe. That's awesome. Yeah, I always get parents if I don't know what to do. Mm. Yeah, you're good at that, aren't you? Mm. What things would you tell if if you had everybody in the whole wide world listening to you right now, what would you tell them about special needs kids? That it's pretty hard to communicate.
communicate to them when they can't talk mm. to you. Mm. Like if they can't talk, you don't know what they need. So you would have to like run and try everything. So you're saying you just you want people to try stuff with special needs kids? Yeah. So don't be afraid to try new things? Yeah. Awesome. That's very cool, Rain. Well, thanks for coming in and being a part of the podcast, Rain. It's awesome to have you in. You're welcome. Um, I'm looking forward to having you back in on another on another episode. Yep. Cool. So one thing that we often have a bit of a giggle about <laughs> is, <laughs> is the things that get said to us. So this segment is called Things You Should Never Say to a Special Needs Parent. <laughs> we wanted to chat about some of those things and just have a laugh. Um, None of it is too serious, uh, so if you've said these things, don't be offended. Just have a laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure we've said them ourselves and, um, you know, we just laugh about it and move on. But, um, you know, one of the things that uh, really kind of – that I get a lot mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I really just do, but, um, you know, people often say, <laughs> you walk in, the first thing, the first thing, that they say it's not, hey, how's it going? It's like, oh, gosh, you look tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I do not know how to respond to that. Half the time I am really tired. We don't get a lot of sleep at night um, with Elijah, with the suctioning and needs and stuff. And if he's not awake, it seems to be one of the other kids that wake up. It is funny, though, because I do feel like you get that a lot. I know. So maybe you do look really horrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because honestly, I get so annoyed because I would have been up like all night. Yeah, and you look. And fine. I'll come in, and people are like, just say nothing, and I'm like, can you just flip and know that I've been up all night? <laughs> I'm like, try and rub my eyes, and <laughs> I'm like, look at me, I'm tired. So, yeah, people just can't win; they can't say the right thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the end, to say, I mean, I just, I wouldn't say that to someone. It's not so, – I find it a little bit weird. I don't know how to respond because personally I wouldn't say that to someone. I wouldn't pick out, hey, man, you look tired. Because <laughs> it's like what am I expecting back from this person when I say that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I just woke up this morning and decided I wanted to look really tired. So yeah, I just went for that kind of look and uh, it's obviously working for me. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. <laughs> so how would you want them to say it then, Josh? They just don't need to. There's things you just don't need to say. Like yeah. <laughs> if someone, if someone, if someone's baby's ugly, you don't tell them. Gosh, that baby's really ugly. I mean, I don't know. Some people don't. I, yeah, but you know, they should be locked up. But <laughs> you know, you say, "Oh my gosh, that baby is so cute." So, <laughs> or you just say nothing. <laughs> say nothing. So, if someone looks tired, I mean, I, me, when I see someone looking tired, I just go, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. And I just ask them how it's going. And they might be like, yeah, really good. It's going awesome. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. It doesn't look like it, but that's crazy. <laughs> so one of the things that people have said to me a lot, okay, and it, I don't know why, but for some reason it really is like my pet peeve. Mm. And it's the – and honestly, it does not sound bad, so I need to explain it. <laughs> it's, I don't know how you cope. I wouldn't cope if that was me. Yeah. And – I'm like, like when I hear it, I'm like sitting there going, okay, so I don't know how you cope. I'm glad it's not me. So first of all, I hear, man, I'm glad that's not me. 
<laughs> so I'm like going, okay, is this person like going, thank you, God, that this is not me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that you've bestowed this gift upon this person, you know? Yeah. like, and, and for me, I'm like half the time I'm not actually coping. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I cope. I do cope because I have to. Yeah. And I do pretty well, I think. But there is a lot of times where I'm like, I might look all together and I might mm. look like I'm coping because I am just doing what I have to do and I'm yeah. a, a machine. Yeah. I am a machine. Like I'm raising four <laughs> kids and I've got this kid that needs suctioning and tube feeding and, you know, and takes forever to feed him. So I, I'm doing everything I do, but it's like inside sometimes you're just like desperate for a break and you're like, yeah. you know, you daydream about running away sometimes. Yeah. Let's be real. But you know, and you're thinking they're saying to you, "Oh, I don't know how you cope. I couldn't cope if that was me." And I'm just like, "Yeah, it is, it's just it's not weird in that it's offensive or anything." I mean, it grates you. Yeah. For me, when I hear it, it's not offensive or anything like that. But it is just weird. It's one of those things that I'm like, I, I don't know how. To, again, I don't know how to respond. Yeah, and it's probably been in those times where I haven't been good that yeah. has bugged me the most. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, when you're tired and no one's acknowledged it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I've drawn the makeup of the black bags under my yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, yeah, it is. It's just in those harder times, it was like far out. If you only knew everything I was battling with on the inside, I am not coping right now. And I just wish that you could see that so yeah. that you would help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah. One of the things that grates me, one of the other ones that grates me since we're on this, yeah. is yeah. when people are like, <laughs> <laughs> you should do this or that. Oh, yes. You should do this, or you should do that, or and they're all enthusiastic because oh, they've come up with this big revelation. It's going to change your life. You should do this, <laughs> and it, <laughs> it's usually like, you know, you, you should try these foods or that food, or yeah, or these drugs or those drugs or this medication, that medication, this treatment, that treatment. Have Generally, you tr- have yeah. you tried blacking out his room or yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like all the nighttime tips and yeah, have you tried giving him his Sleep medication before he goes to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And for the most part, like, I mean, we have people ask us in good ways too. Have you, hey, have you tried this? Because I've, I've, uh, I have a friend whose kid is going through this, and this really worked for them. I was just wondering if you guys have tried it. Totally love those conversations. I actually, those, you know, we love learning, we love hearing what works and what doesn't work, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the way you say it is so important. Yeah. When someone comes up and says, oh, you should do this. And they just, no connection to the situation, no understanding. Yeah. All it does is say. Oh, you get defensive. I, sh- I get defensive oh, yeah. straight away. Straight, I'm like, like I, I am not <laughs> going to listen to you. See <laughs> <I> you later. <laughs> there's so many walls that come up yeah, that yeah. I have to get over in an instant. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it feels like they're assuming you have tried nothing. Yeah. That, you know, you, you're just. An idiot. You yeah. haven't tried anything. And it, it kind of does and make you doubt yourself, eh, as a parent sometimes. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah. I don't we, know. For me anyway, it's And no one like wants that. to feel defensive. No yeah. one wants to feel like on – yeah, you just don't want to feel attacked and on the defensive. Yeah. And so to be put in that position where you're like, you should try this, boom. Yeah. And it's like, well, for one, we have. Yeah. And it didn't – like I've talked to people where they're like, you should try this. And I'm like, yeah, we've tried that. Oh, but did you do it like this? Yeah, and, yeah, and just yeah. really pushing. <laughs> yeah. And, well, yeah, we tried. Oh, but no, you got to make sure you do it this way and do that. And it's like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> seriously, we've tried it. Yeah, yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so move on. But 
yeah, that's, I don't know, that's something that really grates me, but it's, it's worth having, like, this is how we deal with things. For those of you who are listening to it, this is how we deal, like, if we didn't laugh about the stuff that gets said to us, we would go crazy. Yeah. We have some of the most, like, special needs parents in general, and I've um, heard some things that other special needs parents have had said to them, and they're horrendous. Yeah. So bad. But um, the way we deal with it is we just laugh about it. We have a good laugh about it. We um, we often laugh about it, yeah. actually. It's I mean, that's obviously sometimes like five years down the track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't laugh about it straight away, yeah. but we <laughs> we do end up laughing about it. That's yeah. how we do it. So last week, Josh, you shared about our family core values. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the one you shared on last week was love. Yes. It's our first yes, core value. It is. So do you want to share with us, you know, the next core value? And also maybe, maybe firstly just share again, mm. uh, you know, why why do we have these core values as yeah. a family? So, yeah, so core values are central. They're, they're, our, they're like our core beliefs. They're our doctrine of our, like our founding document almost, you know, that yeah. we as a family hold to and will um, and uncompromisingly, unapologetically kind of hold to yeah um but core values set the standard so obviously in a family you're constantly dealing with conflict you're constantly dealing with messes you're constantly dealing with arguments and fights and little niggles and all of that that's all totally fine that's normal family yeah but um that's normal relationship actually but um it's important within that that we have a standard Mm. that we obtain to and that we maintain and so when we've got that standard set we um and we drop below that then um, that's okay, but as long as we sort it out and these core values help us come back, that I, they ident- we identify, look, we've dropped our standard, we need to come back up. Yeah. So. And the good thing about having them written out, really, and on the fridge, yes. is that your kids remind you. That's right. They <laughs> hold us awesome, to Which is awesome, because that's the yeah. point of it. As parents, we need our kids to be able to come to us yeah. and say to us when we are not that's right. sticking to this as well. So, so. yeah, I think it was last night. Um, we were doing something, I can't remember what it was, but, um, you know, it was just, it was the the mad dinner rush yeah. kind of time of night and it's just all hectic, it's all go. And I was trying to do too many things at once and Rain was in my ear about something and um, she was going on and on and on and I was just busy trying to do something and I ended up snapping at her a little bit and being a bit grouchy and telling her to be quiet. And, um, and you know, that really, that hurt her and... She wasn't obviously just like she was a bit sad about that. Mm. So um, a few minutes later, I, realized, you know, sort of calmed down and I was like, oh, man, I've got to go sort this out. So I went and chatted to her and I said, Rain, I'm, I'm so sorry. I broke our core values. Our core values are kindness, love, honour and respect. Yeah. And, you know, amongst other things, I picked out a few that I directly kind of um, compromised. And I just said to her, that's not how our family operates and I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. Do you forgive me? And she totally did. Yeah. But And so that restored the standard. But, you know, like if we didn't have that standard there, then I might just say a generic sort of a sorry. Yeah. And go, oh, sorry, sorry I was a little grumpy, babe. Yeah. And sort of fob it off. But yeah. she needs to know, I need a model for her what it's like to truly um, clean up your mess. Yeah, sorry, good, babe. And so, and so, yeah, it's important for kids, but I also love it for my daughters because I want them to see what a real man looks like. Yeah. When they mess up, they clean up their mess. So awesome. it's important to me. 
Um, but look, we've looked at love. That's our foundational core value. And then the rest of these core values build one upon the other. And so the next one I want to look at builds on love and it's connection. And so we in, uh, the, the, the little line that I have under this with connection is we intentionally invest into each other. We put our love into action. So connection is a big deal. Um, it's about actively investing into the relationship that you share, share with someone. So you can, have a, you can have a close relationship or a distant relationship with someone. It all depends on the level of connection that you're operating at. So with our family, we value connection. And um, we, you know, we put that in the front of our mind so that we recognize when our connection's a little bit weak. And there's been times where we're like, man, our connection with, you know, Indy or one of the kids is, is just feeling a little bit weak. Yeah. And so we do something to invest into that connection yeah. and um and we try never to let it get weak we don't want to just be you know bringing ourselves out of the negative we actually want to be going into the positive with stuff yeah um <clears throat> so we we you know we want to live a life where we constantly invest into connection just by doing things that communicate hey i love you i'm interested in you i value you yeah. so um you know we put our we put our love into action and we invest into connection it's a big yeah. deal and man, we've seen it really pay off yeah, definitely. with our kids. So yeah. it's easy to do and it's fun to do as well. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into this episode. It's been awesome. And be sure to like us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And we will see you next time. Awesome. See you guys. <laughs>